Okay, salutations and welcome back to the Conversation Machines podcast. This is Ayush Prakash. For my generation, in order to find love or any kind of romance, they don't go to bars or coffee shops anymore. They pull out their phone and swipe right. This new dynamic of having a pool of potentials in your pocket to either accept or reject is resulting in a reconfiguration of romantic understanding. In this episode, I will talk about the new dating dynamic, why it's better, why it's worse, and how it's changing our understanding of romance, intimacy, connection, and overall love. If you're new here, welcome, and if you're returning, welcome back. Now, let's begin our conversation of online dating and the new culture of connection. Love is a very subjective thing. We say we love chips, our dogs, sushi, beer, Manchester United, our parents, the list goes on. Love can take many forms, but the form of particular interest in today's episode will be romantic love. Whether you are monogamous or polyamorous, your interactions with love, romance, and connection have changed significantly in recent decades. Social media has spurred on social connection. That much is particularly obvious. Look at the outreach of Facebook and Twitter, able to connect billions of people, ideas, and opinions on mere platforms. This type of connection to people has never been possible before. The Dunbar number, which states the maximum amount of people we can really know is around 150, has been shattered by social media. Of course, some would argue that we really can't know more people than 150, so the Dunbar number holds up. Well, I disagree. With message history, profile tags, story highlights, and the other features of social media platforms, we are able to intimately know way more than 150 people. Moving on, with this type of connection to billions comes the inevitable romantic twist. How do I take advantage of this unprecedented time in history and find a partner? This is a question that many of my generation are dealing with, and with that, they struggle. Tinder. Bumble, Grindr, Hinge, and other dating platforms share the common goal of finding romantic interest and in most cases, making it work for the long term. With the use of artificial intelligence, you select the dating parameters that you deem necessary for sustained long-term interest and let the algorithms do the work for you. Pew Research suggests that 3 in 10 Americans have used dating services and a quarter have actually gone on a first date using these services. Considering online dating via apps has really been around since 2012, these statistics are really mind-boggling. This is incredibly powerful. You don't have to go up to an attractive individual on the street and gauge whether they are suitable for you. The trial and error of finding commonalities and shared interests is reduced significantly. Now, you have people from many different walks of life who share the parameters you inputted and who can be suitable partners for you. This type of connection via technology has spurred on many successful relationships, with 12% of Americans having been married to someone they met from dating services, according to Pew Research. The positive effects of online dating are enormous. 60% of online daters have had positive experiences. According to Thrive Global, online dating reduces social anxiety for those who are introverted. It's also much safer than simply meeting someone in person. You can decide whether the person whom you are interacting with over text is suitable or safe for you, and take it from there. 
The negative effects of online dating, however, are starting to be felt. Pew Research suggests that online daters feel more frustrated than hopeful after using these apps. Well, why could this be? For starters, and this is mainly female-oriented, but my female friends have suggested that there is a problem with males taking advantage of these platforms and subsequently, of them. These males act as if they are interested in commitment and long-term relationships, and after things get more intimate, these males just leave. My friends remark on these experiences with disgust and disdain. It proved to them that online dating is for people who want short-term relationships or one-night stands. While this is anecdotal evidence, I can guarantee people who have used online dating platforms have felt this way at some point. The parameters of dating, while powerful, cannot take into account the morality or ethics of the individual using the platform. Individuals can say they are committed, but in actuality, they are not. Even worse, the platforms cannot distinguish between already committed individuals and single individuals, meaning infidelity and the like goes on more often than not. The ease at which people are able to be found and courted using online dating services means that cheating and infidelity is at an all-time high, with constant access to attractive individuals who may not be aware that they are being used. Another negative aspect is a little more daunting. The simple fact that there are many individuals you can choose from means that you may suffer from a paradox of choice. You may want everyone, but also no one. You may become too choosy, thinking that these individuals you are swiping left on are not really up to your standard, and that if you hold out long enough, the right person will show up. This is really foolishness, but it's a problem that everybody deals with on these platforms. When you do find someone, you are less likely to delete the dating app in fear of the relationship not working out. And if you don't delete it, you may look for reasons to leave the relationship so you can find someone better. According to Psychology Today, this gives a disposable view on relationships, which is really not healthy for anyone. There are other negative effects, like constant attention to physical appearance and catfishing. I don't believe these to be directly linked to online dating, but rather to social media in general although they are absolutely more hurtful when feelings, emotions, and romantic interests are at stake. All these factors change the way we think about intimacy, connection, and love. In terms of intimacy, we are able to be intimate with many more people from different parts of the world and be exposed to different mindsets, ideas, cultures, and more. It gives us a more global perspective of people and life, rather than simply being localized. The more intimate connections you can form, romantic or not, the more able you are to empathize and live a grander life. Connection has changed significantly because of social media integration into everyday lifestyles. You are connected to billions, you can access hundreds of thousands, and you can pick and choose from hundreds. But it does come with a darker side, albeit an inevitable side. We are more choosy with our connections, and there is more incentive to social climb or dispose of relationships when the slightest annoyance or turnoff comes out into the open. It gives a very superficial view to romance, which can hinder long-term relationships and potential procreation. Finally, everyone's favorite L word, love. Love has changed drastically. This is obvious from the get-go. Before, love was at first sight. Now, it's at first swipe. Rhyming schemes aside, love in the 21st century is being algorithmatized and advertised. It's being shown on billboards and commercials. 
It's shown to be easy or simple to fall in love with someone online, but in reality, it's getting more dangerous, superficial, frustrating, emotionally taxing, and boring. This is not to say that it cannot change for the better, but lots more work has to go into online dating apps to revitalize the industry, to segregate between short-term hookups and long-term committed relationships. Until this happens, online dating will continue to be looked at with disappointment, hesitancy, and overall sadness. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe, and share it with your friends. More importantly, please discuss any and all topics you find interesting. The more we talk about what future we want, the more likely we are to build a future we need. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you soon.